Welcome to the Cosmic Earth Podcast. I'm your host, Natalie Holbrook. I'm an astrologer and spiritual coach, and together we'll be exploring all things astrology, the wisdom of the earth, and both ancient rituals and modern practices to align with and heal your body, mind, heart, and spirit. And of course, we'll cover my favorite subjects, manifestation and magic. I created this podcast to remind you that you are infinite and are a divine piece of this cosmic earth. So if you like what you hear, connect with me and say hi over on Instagram at Rise with Natalie. And I will be seeing you in the stars. All right, my darlings, as you know, 2021 is coming to an end. And if you are anything like me, you might be reflecting on the year and beginning to think about the intentions that you want to set and manifestations that you hope to see flourish in 2022. And I have to say that 2021 has been my most successful and joy-filled year. And I know that this was because I had the knowledge through astrology of what was coming up for me and the practice of Psych K to help me move through the challenges that I faced, which were many, like practicing some deep heart healing and even a move across the country. But I was able to flow with trust, ease, and grace, and even began to laugh in the face of my demons. And now me and my demons are just homies, so you know, it's all good. (laughs) Anyways, now I want you to be able to experience this type of flow as well. And from December through February, I will be offering my new private virtual retreat called Activated and Aligned Prosperity, where you can work with me one-on-one to go through your birth chart, see your own gifts, talents, challenges, and blocks, and what the year has in store for you. Plus, we'll be using Psyche to tap into your subconscious so you can get out of your own way and step into your greatness and use this session for whatever you need guidance in, whether that's career, money mindset, relationships, love, you get the deal. So if this is calling to you and you want 2022 to be your most activated and aligned year, send me a message over on Instagram to learn more or go ahead and reserve your spot in the shop section on my website, natalieholbrookwellness.com. It is such an honor for me to do this kind of work and I hope that we can align and work our magic together. All right, you guys, welcome back to the Cosmic Earth Podcast. We are here with my dear friend, soul sister, and coach and major expander, Lindsay Schroeder. Um, If you haven't already heard our other episode all about Lindsay and being a Sagittarius and all things alchemy and magic and the Claire gifts, definitely go check that out. But today we are going to chat with Lindsay about a subject that is near and dear to both of our hearts, Mama Ayahuasca. And Mm -hmm. so, Linz, let's just jump right in and let's go into what is your relationship with ayahuasca? Madrid called me many, many years ago, and it was a quite a bit of a process for me to find the right aligned ceremony leader and space. I was really wanting to feel very safe and very held because ayahuasca is this like deeply alchemical transformational and you, you sink into this dark space. So your 3d abilities are limited. And so I just felt this deep calling of wanting to be held in a very sacred, safe way, how I hold people in my own offerings. And so it did take me quite a while to find who it was. And once I found her, 
Oh my God. Like she is one of my dearest friends. I support her and she supports me so much. And I've actually stepped into not only a facilitator role, but more of like an active priestess space and have hosted now with her because of that deep alignment. So I'm eternally grateful that I listened to the true essence of the message and really did the work and took the time to find the right ceremony leader. And that's a big aspect of what I teach and what I offer when people come to me and are like, okay, I wanna explore plant medicines. The set and setting, the ceremony leader, the integration, all of these are so potent and so important. And as Natalie knows, a songstress is a big aspect of what I am drawn to. And so my ceremony leader actually channels sacred songs. So in addition to Icaros, the like sacred songs that are associated with ayahuasca, she actually has a sacred gift of being able to channel through music. So often in our ceremony, she is singing a song that she's never sang before that is truly healing medicine to one of the people or many of the people who are sitting in ceremony. Wow. Incredible. So, you know, when I, I think that so many people, myself included, relate to the idea that when you're trying to find the right facilitator or the right ceremony, how is it that you can kind of know if this is a the right time for you because i think there's a lot of people out there who are really fascinated by ayahuasca but they're also scared shitless of trying it because there's so many horror stories out there so how do you know that it's the right time and then how do you find that person yes so i'm going to answer the how do you find that person because that one's a little bit more like like straightforward. This is a prep call. You need to talk to the shaman, the ceremony leader, the this and that. And for a lot of people, that is not how ayahuasca is done for them. So I know a lot of people who have gone to Central or South America, show up, have only talked to, you know, a booking agent, a front desk agent, and do not actually get to create a personal relationship with the shaman or the healer. And for me, that has never really felt aligned. So I would start there and ask yourself, like, does that feel safe? Does that feel aligned? Do I feel comfortable and okay with that? And if you do, then exploring those options is phenomenal. But if there is that, that tingling that, oh, I would really like to know them. Oh, I would really like to have a conversation with them first. Just like when you're hiring a coach, when you're hiring a therapist, when you're hiring a healthcare provider, it's one thing to just show up and kind of go like, ah, we'll see what happens happens versus, oh, I've talked to them. Oh, I know them. And when I did my pre-call with my now ceremony leader and dear friend instantaneously, oh my God, from the very first moment I got on the phone with her, I was like, I physically feel this. And then I knew I was like, I'll follow you anywhere. I don't know if I'll ever sit in in an ayahuasca ceremony without her. Like to me, she truly is the medicine. And Mm. so I encourage you to consider that is the connection with the ceremony leader, the, the space holder, is that something that's important to you? And have you ever sat in any form of ceremony to be able to understand if that's important to you? So often I encourage people to sit in cacao ceremonies or herbal ceremonies before even going into a plant medicine ceremony or to consider potentially sitting with psilocybin in a facilitator before moving into ayahuasca so that you can understand those aspects, those facets of self of, do I desire this one-on-one relationship? Do I 
need or want these specific things from a ceremony leader, or is it more just to draw to the medicine? And as long as it's a safe space, as long as my physical self is safe, that feels very aligned for me. So just getting exposure to this conversation is going to help click things in for so many people. Absolutely. And I think that in terms of like choosing the facilitator, like for my example, so I've only done it one time and I didn't know who the facilitator was, but what called me to the medicine was that I had undergone, you know, like we've previously talked about a deep, a deep heartbreak. And I was in such surrender. It was to the point, you guys, that I was dating someone new. And when he and I were intimate, I was crying because I was thinking about the ex-person and I didn't want to cry. Like in my mind, I was like, I'm over it. I'm done. But my subconscious clearly and my heart clearly were like, we need deeper healing. So I surrendered and I was like, universe, whatever it is that I need to do, please show me. And a week later, my girlfriend, Nina, who I was going to visit in Guatemala, messaged me and said, hey, I just signed up for ayahuasca and there's one more spot. Are you in? And I was like, okay, yeah. hands up. This is my answer. And yeah. I just trusted that those were going to be the right people. And they 100% were. So I think it also is like so different, right? On your yes. circumstance. Yes. And like, having that conversation with your friend, you could feel the alignment. Yes. There. Like, okay. Mm -hmm. I trust who is, is sharing this with me, how this is coming about. Like you understand the language of synchronicity of symbols of the universe speaking to you. And that is one way to check that of like, does this feel in alignment? Even if you're not talking to the specific ceremony leader, but I've coached people through, okay, let's look at pictures of the facility. Let's look at the bios of the shamans. Let's look at the feedback from other people. Let's get into a vibrational space and downloading vibrational information about this beyond just the 3D conversation of like truly checking in with the soul and listening. Yes, we might be fearful in the 3D of like, what could happen? Or, oh, I'm nervous to purge or, oh, being in this new space, but is the soul called to it versus I'm just curious. With ayahuasca, right. it is a true, the mother is calling to you. And so we want to align and verify that the mother is calling to you. I love that because I have heard a couple of stories, unfortunately, of people going down to Peru or Guatemala or wherever they go and having really awful experiences with people who are fake shamans or people who, you know, they learn how to serve and prepare the medicine, but they don't actually hold the space. Yes. So I think that that's really important. So for um, for the intentions that you want to set, what would you say is like, you know, aside, we know the dieta and we can talk about that a little bit, but what are the soulful intentions that you want to set before going into a ceremony? So I do a two-pronged approach to preparing energetically when it's focused on intention, because obviously you're preparing the body, you're preparing the spirit, you're preparing the mind. But when it comes to my intentions, I start in the beginning, which is kind of like brain dumping all of the things, very similar to how I do my coaching programs. I'm like, give me a list of all the things. If you could just like, all these things are in alignment. What would you change? What would you shift? What would you expand? What would yeah. you do and get rid of? So I do that dump for myself and I'm just like, okay, free ride at first. And this might be one like 30 minute chunk, one hour chunk, or it might be five days of like constantly writing and getting out of me all the things I could potentially want. Then I start to get particular, see if there's a theme distilled down into the vibration. And then once I do that and have my intention set, 
then I balance it with surrender. And I really, really focus on ending in a space of surrender, saying to the universe, saying to mother. And a lot of us who have worked with the medicine do refer to ayahuasca as mother ayahuasca or mother or madre, because it is a very strong maternal or grandmother essence and vibration. So then I like speak to her, connect with her, write letters to her, practice and ritual as an offering to her that says, I have these things. I've, I've taken the time. I've taken the energy. I've distilled them down to like the pieces that I really desire to work with and expand and explore, but also, you know, best. And so as I have worked in many ayahuasca ceremonies, I've gotten to a place where it's not just coming to her and asking from her. I also offer to her where I'm like, mother, what do you desire from me? And the first time that I did that was the first time that I ended stepping up into the priestess role where I ended up hosting and facilitating in a ceremony um, to support them because the, the session and the ceremony called for it. So in offering to her, what would you have me do? What would serve you? I would like to give back in addition to just taking, I was actually able to give back in such a sacred way and you know offer that more priestess holding of space, facilitating role beyond just sitting and receiving. Ah, that is so beautiful. I'm like, sign me up for the next ceremony so I can ask what I can give. Yeah. Yeah. So are there any questions that you think that everyone that are maybe kind of like for, for anyone going into this that they can ask, um, I always like to call her abuela or abuelita, um, that, that they might want to get some clarity on that are kind of for the general public for anybody going into this. I'm going to give you guys these through my own personal lens, and then we'll kind of like expand them or step them more into like the umbrella question. So for me, a lot of my ayahuasca experience and why I was drawn to it is this like cosmic womb, cosmic rebirth, this, you know, rebirth of consciousness, this, you know, losing the, oh, it's just my mind. I'm my thoughts. Mm -hmm. Oh, it's just my body. I'm just this physical vessel. And so one of the things that I'm constantly asking myself when it comes to intention is like, in what way can I rebirth myself? In what way can I come back to my divinity? In what way can I come back to the fact that I am just an extension of source? And so for you, that might be like, what is the bigger picture? What is the grander scheme? What is my soul contract, my dharmic lesson? Kind of that big picture view of like life of what are the things that if I were to understand them, realize them, integrate them, could truly change the trajectory of my life. And then on the other hand, I ask myself, what is most deeply rooted in me that is holding me back from my fullness? So what are those lower vibration things that are heavy, deeply rooted that I've been carrying for a long time that keep me from showing up as my higher self? And so for a lot of us, that is trauma, that is baggage, that is hardship, that is, you know, in what way have I calcified my heart? Have I calcified different pieces of myself? So I kind of look at it from those two directions and do a lot of journaling and meditation and practice and ritual to prepare of like what in the grander scheme in the, in the space of consciousness and source and soul am I called to? Can I elevate and expand into? And then what am I like? purging, working through, releasing, understanding in a new way at the depths, because obviously so many of us who are called to ayahuasca have been doing deep inner healing, 
But for me, for instance, like I have a lot of trauma around my father. Like I have a lot of it. And so at many points in my life, I'm like, oh, I've healed that. It's so great. Like I'm good. I've let it go. And then I realized, oh, but there is so much deeply rooted. It's showing up in a new way. It's showing up in a new aspect of my life in a new space of my life. So some of those more deeply rooted things that I'm kind of always coming back to these like cosmic progressions, the, as what Natalie might describe as what your Saturn return, those things that come back for you. If you don't process them, deal with them. What are the lessons that have taken me time and time and time again? What are the patterns and what am I being called to release, to truly purge out? Because ayahuasca supports you in purging out what no longer serves you. And then where do I want to go? What do I desire to step into? What understanding of source could I access if I allowed myself? Mm, beautiful. I love all of those. And another one that I want to add into there is show me who I've become. And I think that that one is kind of scary. Yeah. <laughs> It's like really powerful. And I think that I remember that even when I asked that question, I was like, Ooh, am I going to like what I see? You know? And I think that that again is just another version of what is it that I can see in myself that I don't like so that I can then again, change it and go into the true North. So I think let's, let's go into a little bit about like, while you're in the ceremony, um, what are ways to make it a little bit less scary for people who have never done it before? Mm -hmm. So the first and foremost thing, I think it is very, very focused on being present with the self. So that is a focus on breath, a focus on physical presence, a really listening and leaning into the things like the diet, the preparation, the journaling, the meditation, and the release and surrender of the picture or the preconceived notion of what it's going to be. Because mm -hmm. if you're picturing what you saw on, you know, this documentary or that everyone's experience is so unique, of course, there are these tethers of like, a lot of us see similar visuals or we might have a, a cosmic rebirth, but it is truly so unique and so special and so based off of your presence and your willingness in the moment, as well as your preparation, that kind of sinking back into that, sinking back into the body, sinking back into the breath, staying present, not allowing your mind to just wander off and take you for a ride, staying here, staying here, witnessing, softening, holding with the self, focusing on the heart, being present with you and not leaning into others and the how and what you thought that will be so potent and so powerful for you when you are sitting in ceremony. I love that. And I remember that one of the greatest words of wisdom is that one of my um, dear friends said to me, she was like, you are still there. You're still alive. Like you still are you, you still have control. Yes. You might be purging and you might be in a deep hallucination, but it's not like alcohol where you're just like totally wasted and blacked out. Not at all. And I yep. think that that's the beauty of, of this medicine is that it is medicine and it can be co-creation and co-collaborative. And I even remember that towards the end, cause I've only done it one time. And towards the end of it, I was just feeling like I was drunk or something. Like I was like, I don't really like this feeling. And I remember saying like, mama ayahuasca, like tone it down a couple notches, like please. And, and it did, and it helped. Yeah. And it, it's really about like asking for what you need. It is, it's collaborative. And, 
And I think also knowing that this is a very potent, amazing, incredible experience, but also not giving your power away to it, but surrendering yes. to it. And, you know, you're not going to die from this thing. You know, it's like, this is something that is transforming you and remembering that the whole time and allowing yourself to even have fun. And that laughter can be one of your forms of releasing. I didn't vomit yeah, the laughed, whole time. You yeah. laugh so much. There's yeah. so many people that purge through laughter and release yeah. through laughter. It's so sacred and so beautiful. So I think the thing that I would leave with most is that if you are curious, if you are feeling a call, if you want to understand more, pursue the avenues of education, of understanding, start that conversation, knowing that starting that conversation with say someone like me or someone else who's speaking to it, or, you know, some ceremony leader, or even the front desk person at some facility or church that you don't have to go from like curiosity to I'm going to sit and do it right away explore, sit with it. Like you can call this medicine into your meditations, into your journaling, into your astral projections, into your lucid dreaming, into your own sacred ritual and ceremony that it doesn't have to be. I dive in before I feel ready. You can explore that calling and there is sacred healing in that as well. So that when you do come to the place of like, I am feeling the call, I'm going to listen to the call. I'm going to answer the call. I'm going to show up. You've kind of quieted a a lot more of those 3D fears by allowing yourself to explore and listen to your soul. Your soul knows if it is just a like, oh, other people are saying they did this. So I want to do this. Or I am so called to this. This is for me. Mm, absolutely. I love that so much. And I think that the, the last piece of advice that I would have around this is that kind of like you said, like if your soul is saying a yes, if there are these signs that are telling you this could do something for me and could open me up, know that this is a medicine that is also here to protect you. That yes, it is going to feel intense AF at times, but in the larger, the larger picture and the larger scheme of everything, this is helping you. And this is also your ultimate surrender. And when we surrender is when the magic comes. So this is a way to step into that magic. It is 100% worth every single ounce of any type of discomfort because none of us know what's on the other side. And that's where the, the magic is, is outside of your comfort zone. Yes. Yes. It is truly, it is one of the most expansive and intimate and sacred things that I've ever explored and found and I am eternally grateful for not only this medicine but for everyone who kept this medicine alive for everyone who listened to the plant teachers speaking mm -hmm. to them how many years ago and then even more so even more so for the sacred soul of my ceremony leader for she is truly the the weaving of the medicine in human form I cannot express my gratitude to her enough because she has changed my life in so many ways. Yeah, it is. It's really incredible. And I think that that is another thing that is so comforting is the fact that this is a medicine that has been passed down for thousands and thousands of years. And, you know, it's not like you're going and doing LSD or even MDMA or ketamine, you know, like this is truly a vine that is crushed up and you are drinking and how beautiful that this is a medicine of the earth and a ceremony. You know, it is magic to be in ceremony with something that has 
ancient wisdom of you know the trees and the plants and it's it's a part of us yeah so thank you so much Linz, for all of your wisdom for helping to break this down and let us know how people can get in touch with you yeah. So if you guys are interested in plant medicines, not just ayahuasca, if you're interested in exploring something like psilocybin, if you're even interested in working with cannabis or cacao in a more ceremonial way, please, please, please reach out to me. I love to have these dialogues, answer questions and facilitate the connection of you to a ceremony leader, to a ceremony that I'm hosting or holding. Uh, my Instagram is our and R. So that's O-U-R-A-N-D-A-R-E. And that is going to be the best way to contact me to have these dialogues. And I would love to support you in providing even just more education, maybe more places for you to explore. And then to help those of you who are deeply feeling the call, find the right ceremony, the right plant medicine for you. Mm, thank you so much. And thank you for bringing so much magic to our cosmic earth. Bye. Thank you guys so much for listening to this episode. And if you enjoyed it, share it with someone you love, leave a review, and don't forget to subscribe for more. And if you are feeling the call to understanding your own cosmic blueprint and living the life you know you came here for, then connect with me and say hi over on Instagram at Rise with Natalie. And remember, you are a key part of raising the vibration of our world. Now go out there and find some magic in today. Bye, guys.